Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the R4 podcast. Uh, it's a podcast about reading, running, relationships, and reinvesting into community. Um, I like to talk about those four things and share them with you. So thanks for joining. As you can see, uh, a little bit of a different view. So I moved my desk down here in this newly finished office slash gym. Um, got myself my microphone stand so I can actually adjust this if I need to. And I've got a new webcam. Um, now you can actually see like part of my gym. I've got my barbell back here, my books over here. Uh, so yeah, I got all the tools I need. So I'm going to keep going with it see, uh, see how this goes and see, see what, uh, feedback I get back from you guys. Yeah. Need to drink water. Okay. So we're going to kick it kind of old school today. Um, on some of the previous podcast I talked about books and tabbing them out. Uh, one of the things I did early on in the podcasting was refer to the book. Um, and I've talked before about how I like to read and I'll find something that I like, I'll tab it out. And then I kind of process my thoughts around whatever I just read. So today I found something, uh, that I've already tabbed out. Uh, you know, I wanted to come back and talk about it with you guys, took some notes on it and, you know, just want to get a vibe check where everyone else is with something like this. So any type of feedback is much appreciated. Um, subscribing, following all that kind of stuff, messaging me, uh, that all gives me feedback on, on how you guys feel about the content I'm putting out and, uh, yeah, just guess, see who's in line with this, right? I'm not afraid to be alone, but I'm also curious who else is thinking this way. So going to the book and to paraphrase this, just to paint a picture so you understand what's going on here. This is the start of chapter four, and it's about the stories that we tell ourselves. So in this book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, it is all about stories. It's stories we tell ourselves. It's stories other people tell us. It's stories we've heard. Um, and this all relates to life, okay? Uh, maybe you grew up in a rich family, so people think you're a snob or whatever. You grew up in a poor family, so people think like maybe you're trash um, and you don't have, you know, confidence or you don't have like good self-esteem. Some of these things we tell ourselves, some of these things have been ingrained to us. You're not good enough. Or maybe I don't think I'm good enough. You know, I carry too much body fat. Um, I don't have a high IQ. I don't have social skills. Um, these are, these are all stories that, you know, we gather over the course of our life. So check this out chapter four they're talking about a university study where a group of professors had a third party come in to do uh some like some psychology type of research right to help people understand processing thoughts and give these students better tools um to help their mental health and help them through college and through that whole like learning experience of being away from home we want to better equip them uh, to be more resilient. So that's really what the study was about. So now that you know that I'm going to skip over to the book and it talks about, it says my brain, uh, <laughs> sorry, stuttering over myself already. All right. The brain experts flew in to present their discoveries. If I remember correctly, they had seven or so major recommendations 
for our collective group. As they walked us through the findings, I began feverishly taking notes. The experts continued to reveal their recommendations, and I found myself taking less and less notes. All of their cutting-edge insights sounded vaguely familiar. I had heard this before, but couldn't put my finger on where. Was it in literature that wasn't published yet? Like, where did I hear this uh, information from? It all sounds so familiar, he goes on to say. As I left the meeting, somewhat unimpressed, my light bulb moment happened. I remembered where I first heard most of this revolutionary neuroscience. It was from my 90-year-old grandmother. For years, my grandmother had been telling me to turn off the television or video games and go outside to play with my friends or play dominoes with her, to walk or ride a bike instead of drive, stop eating junk food, start having adventures, read an exercise. Does that sound familiar? Play a musical instrument, pray, and be part of a faith-based community. She had been telling me and showing me for years. I feel like most people my age, uh, a little bit older, a little bit younger, could probably relate to their grandparents telling them that stuff. Um, and it's, and it's not a jab at any parents or grandparents or anything like that. But like when I read this, I instantly thought about my grandma, right? That's, this is what my grandma used to tell me, get outside and play, um, get off the video games, uh, you know, and she also used to put us to work. So we were out tilling gardens, cutting the grass, um, doing all the, all the different chores that it's like pretty labor intensive stuff really, but we were doing all of it from a young age. Right. So get outside, um, go have fun, work hard, be active, read books. Um, they were really big into, into reading. Uh, you know, my, my grandmother was a substitute teacher. Um, she was a teacher in the faith community, uh, taught some like Christian community, related type classes both my grandparents did really but uh i go back to this book and i'm like you know what that's like legit now that i'm older have kids of my own um i find myself regurgitating a lot of the stuff that my grandparents told me and it's kind of a different dynamic now because uh kids nowadays um have cell phones or at least some do. Mine do. Mine have cell phones, right? And there's a time and place for it, which is not every time and place. But I find myself, hey, you got to put the phone down. You got to put the tablet down. Um, it's time to read books. We do book reading nightly. Uh, sometimes it's, most of the time it's without me. I'll be 100% honest. i um, not the world's best dad, even though that's what my coffee mug says. But uh, we make sure we get in book reading. I'll read some pages. They read some pages. Uh Mom is most definitely the uh, the keeper of book time. I guess we'll put it that way. <laughs> so um, they always want to read to mom. So kudos to them. But we both make sure they're not on phones all night all night long, and they and they're reading books. Um, but back back to this book or just books in general. I I never took that. I never listened to my grandparents and was like, okay, I'll go read books. Never fucking happened. Not once. I didn't like read my first full book from cover to cover until I was 20. I was in my early twenties. Um, first time I ever read a book from cover to cover. 
I fucking hated reading. And now I'm starting to collect books <laughs> and talk about them on podcasts. Um, but yeah, going back to the old school way, I mean, it's, there's a time and place for doing things easy and there's a time and place for convenience, but that is not every time and place. So going over to my notes here, uh, reading and walking, you hear me talk about reading and running all the time and how reading is learning. Um, it's, you know, collecting good information, tools to put in your tool belt, giving you time to process some thoughts, giving you something to, uh, use kind of as a measuring stick or something to measure against on, you know, I think about life or fitness or family this way, but then I read a book like the love languages book, or I read, um, a book that's talking about military service. Right. And I'm a veteran. And then I hear about other people's stories. Uh, and it's like, it's not, I mean, it's not always one of those things. It doesn't have to be a comparison, but it gives you perspective. Books give you perspective and you learn off perspective. Okay. It gets you out of sight, outside of your, uh, your mind, like your single track mindset, right? We want to, we want to open things up and get more information coming in that you can use and compare against and try to make a plan for life. Does that make sense? Come on. So going on. Um, talk about YouTube, talk about podcasts, talk about technology and how that stuff can be good. Um, but one thing I think is probably, uh, not talked about enough anymore is enjoying silence. Now, if you're a parent, I totally understand when you're like, I just want some fucking silence because you've got crazy stuff going on. Um, and you just need to catch a mental break sometimes, right? Work, family, kids, uh, pets, whatever. One of the ways I personally like to enjoy silence is on my way home from work. So I try not to bring my work home with me as in, as soon as I clock out that switch for work turns off. Um, I'm a caring person. So if someone needs my help, that's, you know, working the overnight, I'm available but I don't go home and dwell on it. There's no fucking way I do that. Um, when I come home, I want home stuff to be on my mind, whether that's working on projects, uh, playing catch or baseball with the kids, um, wrestling with the kids or doing whatever to have fun. Uh, like I want home to be chill home stuff. I'm not bringing home. I'm not bringing work home with me. One of the ways I do that though, is enjoying my silence on the way home. So my drive home is about 20, 25 minutes, uh, give or take. And I can take that time and enjoy silence, collect my thoughts, get my mind right, um, for when I get home. But also <laughs> contrary to that, it is also a great time to work on relationships and how I do that is phone calls. Um, it seems crazy, but it's just like when grandma said, make sure you write so-and-so a letter or give so-and-so a phone call, or you're going to go over to so-and-so's house to talk and socialize and get these like human interactions where you can actually hear a voice, get their facial expressions, uh, read their, their language, right? How they're talking. You can talk to someone and usually tell like if they're upset, something's bothering them. 
um, especially if it's somebody you keep in touch with fairly often. Uh, that time, making time for that, uh, it's, it's also going to help your mental health. It's going to help you build your relationships. There's something as simple as a phone call, right? Text messages are great. Sharing memes with each other online are great. Tagging each other in Facebook posts and whatnot. That's great too. But I feel like I'm the grandparent now having to remind people like phone calls are not an obsolete way to communicate with each other. Um, I call people all the time. So another thing, uh, it gives time for reflection. You need time for reflection. I don't know when you're going to make that time. Uh, often I, I do reflection time while I'm at the gym. So I can do it while I'm on the treadmill, while I'm lifting weights. Um, just thinking about how I can do things better differently today. Uh, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. Not batting a hundred percent. No one is. Uh, and no one probably expects you to be right. I think there's a, there's a quote out there somewhere that says there's only like one occupation in the world where you have to get it right. 100% of the time. And that's being a pilot. <laughs> so they're not even right. 100% of the time. But, uh, but anyways, one of the other old school things that this kind of makes me think about when it talks about praying and being part of a faith-based community. Um, I like both. Uh, if you're not into the faith stuff, I mean, I, I guess I understand that, but being part of community, it goes back to that relationship thing. And uh, depending on what kind of impact you're making in that community, whether it's a small community, a large community, community could be your group of friends, um, whatever that is, veteran community, uh, if you're if you're being a positive influence, you're being impactful, and uh, by doing something like this, um, sharing good information, I, I think that's a good way to reinvest in the community. That way, everybody can try to, you know, take whatever information I'm putting out, or what any of these other people are putting out. There's so many people that put out good information for free. Um, I would just rattle off like Jocko Willink ton of good information got a couple of his books uh you know there's a bunch of different people i follow on linkedin and on facebook who are always putting out good information um i tend to to gravitate towards people that are like authors um dave ramsey putting out good information john deloney author of this book putting out good information um you know there's there's ways to get into like those kinds of communities, I guess is where I'm going with this, uh, spreading positivity. That's reinvesting into your community. Um, if you're not in the church or if you're not in a club, if you're not in the VFW or an American Legion, uh, or whatever, there's other ways to be active within your community. And, uh, I, th I think by being a positive influence that also reinvest into that community. So now, <laughs> um, Let's talk about some other stuff. Now, if you're not there yet, if you're not on the reading, running, relationships, reinvesting in a community uh, path, you can get there. Those are all old school fucking things. These are not new. This isn't new cutting edge information. Nothing. The stuff I'm sharing is the shit that grandma's talked about, right? 
it is old school, tried and true, make you fucking feel better, make a positive impact on your family and your community, make things go easier, whatever you want to call it. Like, but what it takes to get there, and that's probably harder the older older you get, but uh, reconstructing your, your relationships um, and reconstructing your friendships. If you have people that you're surrounded by that are not on that type of path, um, you know, one, I, I encourage you to try to get them on board and part of that community bettering themselves. Uh, but if they're not on board, then, you know, they got to find a different boat or you got to find a different boat. Like that ship is going to sink. Um, so you're going to have to reconstruct some relationships. You're also going to have to reconstruct some habits. Um, I talk about, you know, Friday night at the bar for me now is like at the gym, right? So barbells over bars, uh, or barbells over booze. Um, that's finding good habits, right? So if you're doing stupid shit, you're going to have to stop doing stupid shit. Um, and eventually people are going to notice that you have changed. So if you're the, the person who goes out and parties and drinks and out all night and you're, you know, always doing the social stuff, which I mean, I guess there is a time and place for that. But, uh, if you're the party boy or girl, or if you're someone who's just like not prioritizing or being responsible or whatever, and you start doing that, start caring about what you eat start going to the gym, stop, uh, you know, drink less, read more, whatever people are going to notice that and pick up on it. And, uh, here's the thing, like, yeah, people are probably going to judge you. You're going to have to get the fuck over it. Um, look, if, if they're judging you for it in, in a bad way, again, like they, they're on a different path. You're on a different path and, and, uh, you need somebody to, to tell you that that's okay to choose a different path. Um, and that's part of the reason I do this podcast is try to encourage people, uh, to do something different, something better for themselves. Uh, you know, I'm in my mid thirties and I've seen so many people my age, a little bit older, a little bit younger, they just never got off that stupid shit path. And it leads them to only a few different places. One of them's underground. The other one is in jail or you're having some sort of like serious, uh, medical or like life, you know, fucking conundrums. Like the, the stupid shit path doesn't get you far. Um, and people will notice that you've changed and they will judge you for it. Uh, flip my page here for the notes. So as I've said before, change, it really does start with you. And I think in order for, for you to, um, help those around you, like if you're one of these people that want to help those around <laughs> themselves, uh, it's pretty hard to do if you're stuck in your ways. Um, you want to be a positive impact. You want to, you want to make change, right? It, it all starts with you. You can't make excuses on why you, why you can't do something. Um, 
this isn't going to work for this reason or that reason or whatever. You've got to fucking find a way to the answer. Yes, this is possible and keep going. And when people judge you for it, you've got to let that shit roll off your back. I don't know, nor do I care how many people, um, judge me or say whatever they have to say about me doing this podcast. Um, I do it because I think there's a need for it. Right. And here's something that I want you guys to, to think about as you go forward with change. People are going to judge you either way. They're either going to judge you for bettering yourself or they're going to judge you for doing the same fucking stupid shit you've always been doing and how you've got nowhere in life. So, I'll let that be my closing uh, <laughs> closing statements. All right, so put a smile back on the face. But in all seriousness, man, like if you're one of those people that that worry about what other people think, stop. You got to stop. Uh, who cares? So if you're someone who uh, – uh, I, I, I always go back to alcohol because I've seen alcohol ruin so many people's lives. And for, for people who – you know, that one drink at dinner or whatever, like that's not what I'm talking about. Talking about, you know, people who just can't stop like that path fucking leads you to not good places. Um, and I've just seen it so many times. And I guess I didn't even plan on talking about that specifically, but, uh, growing up in a family full of alcoholics, I don't know. I'm kind of passionate about it, I guess. But another thing is, no matter whatever, whatever it is like change is change. Judgment's judgment. You can change for the better or not change at all. People are going to judge you for changing. People are going to judge you for not changing. But the light at the end of the tunnel is when other people start asking you for advice on how they can change. And that's when you know you're making a fucking impact. I'm out. Have a good one.